In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, Father Tom and Anthony. Good to hear from you. Good to see you. Good to <laughs> that you're listening. <laughs> oh, Lord, we need you. I'm looking at something I looked at yesterday that I forgot to tell you. And it says, What we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked upon with our eyes, touched with our hands, heard with our ears. You're talking about the risen Lord, that they touched Him, that they heard Him, that they listened to Him. I'm telling you, it's about the risen Lord. Today we celebrate the feast of a martyr and how they gave their lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's so important to know that people have reached the point that they would die for the Lord Jesus Christ, not only live for him, but die for him. And that's something that might be coming down the road that nobody talks about. They're taking away our freedoms. What's going to happen when they say you cannot preach the gospel? That happened in Russia. And people that have been in Russia say what's happening here is the beginnings of what happened in Russia. I'm reading from the first letter of John, chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness. God is light, in him there is no darkness. I'm telling you this, that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus also said, you are the light of the world. Our light is borrowed from Jesus, but we need to know who we are as we walk in grocery stores and as we walk across the street, that we are the light of the world in Christ. And that's a real thing. And it's an honor to be the light of the world, but it's all borrowed light. We compare that light to the moon. The moon is all borrowed light from the sun. Our Blessed Mother is the full moon. The rest of us are not full, but maybe half full, a quarter full. We're the light of the world. We bring the message of Jesus to people. We bring his presence to people. God is light, and in him there is no darkness. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. Are you walking in darkness? It's very easy to walk in darkness in the world that we live in today. 
It's very easy to walk in darkness, you know, especially with these computers. Are you walking in darkness and saying you're the light of the world? You've got to make a choice. It's either pornography or Jesus. It's either going to a strip joint or Jesus. Oh, yes. Uh, Jesus. You want to be lit up by the power of God. You want to be lit up by the Spirit of God. You know, when you walk by someone in a grocery store, you want that person t to just be healed because the light coming off you just embeds within them. You know, in the spirit realm, you want the angels to see you and you see a bright light walking among the darkness. How do we do this? You know, angels hearken at the word of God. Angels, we have the ministry of angels from Jesus. Angels like to be around people they have things in common with. We want to have things in common with the angels. What do the angels love? They love to worship the Lord. They love obedience. You know, angels are just obedient to the word of God, to the Lord, as we should be. Angels are soaked in the presence of God because they're at his throne all day. You know, in many apparitions and stuff, before Jesus comes in a room, the presence of God always comes with the angels before him. You know, God is light and there's no darkness in him. So if we want to be like God, like we said yesterday, the chasm between us and God is because of sin. And as we give our lives to Jesus and let Jesus take us to the Father, the grace of God can take all that sin away from us, whatever you know, you're looking at on the computer, whatever you're putting in your body, whatever it may be. Those are momentary pleasures, but God wants to give you life and life abundant. He wants to give you joy that never fades. He wants to give you his power, his healing, his grace, his love, his goodness. You know, joy is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We might not always be happy with the situations we're in. You know, maybe you don't, you're going through a financial hardship or you're sick. It's not ha you're not happy you're going through that. But you no matter what circumstance you're in, you can always walk with joy. Because that's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You can know that God is with you. And God is on your team and this is just a God's going to use it all to the good. And you know, we can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. So every day, wake up and ask the Holy Spirit, the light of God, the truth of God, to just fill you. Because it's a free gift, but it will be given even more to those who ask. And you can begin to walk in this divine nature. You can begin to just become all light, be saturated with light. You want to be a yes man for the Lord. Mary was a yes woman. 
all everything Jesus or the father asked her, all she said was yes, yes. If you do that, your life will be so powerful and you'll be able to maybe not be a full moon, but be be maybe a half moon or three quarter moon of light to just light up this world and light up your heart with all the goodness of God. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. You see, it's not only me and Jesus. We have fellowship with one another if we walk in the light. I have fellowship with Anthony. He has fellowship with me. I have fellowship with Father Matt. He has fellowship with me. You know, we have fellowship with one another if we walk in the light. And the light shoes away to all the darkness. What do you do when you go into a room that's dark? You turn on the light, and immediately the darkness vanishes. Now, Jesus is in your heart, in my heart, if we've surrendered to him. He is the light of the world. He lights up our lives. Let's continue. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We do not preach the blood enough in the Catholic Church. We need to preach the blood of Jesus that makes us right with the Father. The wonderful power of the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. I tell you, this blood is powerful. It's, it kind of makes me wonder that we as Catholics have the blood at Mass, but not many Catholics preach the power of the blood that sets us free, that makes us sinless when we go to confession. Catherine of Siena would go to confession and say, I'm going under the blood because the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. What about you? Do you know about the blood? I'm blood washed by the grace of God. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Well, you know, I don't have too many sins. I don't rob a bank. I don't go out with women that are married. No, but you gossip. No, but you're looking at pornography. No, that you lie. We need to get to confession and make sure that the blood washes over us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have a sacrament that not many people use. That's not true at St. John's in Quincy. 
people come on Saturday and people come on Wednesday and two hours on Saturday they're hearing confessions one hour on Wednesday evening you see we know that that sacrament is powerful but not very many people use it well we don't sin no I'm a good person Good people do not go to heaven. Only people that are washed in the blood that are good. Those are the people that go to heaven. People washed in the blood that are good. People who are washed in the blood and people who understand they need a savior. You know, humility is really the only requisite to receive the graces of God. But with humility comes the knowledge that we that I need a savior, that you need a savior. You know, Satan didn't think he needed a savior, especially a lowly human. And going out with people, you know, a lot of people don't think they need a savior. They think they're righteous because what they do is good. You know, and even if we have Jesus and we need, know that we need a Savior, to truly understand that we need a Savior for our, to save us from our sins, to save us from our human nature, to save us from our, you know, our inklings. When we, when there's something that we can't stop doing, we just, you give it to Jesus. And He can be your Savior in each and every area of your life. You know, if you're struggling with anything, God's just trying to m make us all more humble in that area. So we get to a point where we say, Jesus, we need you to save us. I need you to save me from this sin. I need you to save me from judging others. I need you to save me. And at that point, at that point, when you get, when you allow Jesus to take you there, is when the gates swing wide open and you can now receive all of God's graces, all of God's goodness, all of his mercy, all of his love. You know, our only problem as humans is a reception problem. The problem is never with God. The problem is always with us. And, and the biggest problem that I've seen and I deal with is that my heart's not open wide enough for God to just receive. You know, whether it's because of pride or trauma or you name it. You know, not understanding the nature of God. But as we get to this place, as you get to this place, where you just have your heart wide open that Jesus, I need a savior, I need you to take care of everything. I cannot do it on my own. I do not want to do it on my own. You do not want me to do it on my own. You just want me to give it to you and let you fill me with all your graces. You get to a point where it's like a stream of rushing water, living waters come to flow, be, first flow into you to heal you. Then they become flowing through you and circulating through you 
You know, it's like when we have pride or we don't think we need God, it's like a river, but that, there's like a dam, you know, like a beaver dam in, in, in the glory and in, in the goodness of God and the Holy Spirit can't circulate. But as we get ourselves out of there and we start to give each and everything of our life over to God, things become easy. You know, in your life, things can become easy. What do you need from God? Do you need money? Do you need health? Like, it's absolutely nothing to God. And God, he's a good father. And he wants to give it all to you today. But he's so good and loving that he'll never give you anything you're not ready for. He's never going to give you a grace that you'll abuse and it'll be to your detriment. Now, we can think we're ready for every grace of God, but God knows and God understands. And I'm just telling you that trust is a vessel which all graces are given. So just give the Lord all your trust today. Give him your yes today. Give him your humility today. You know, just understand that without God, we can do nothing. Even the next breath you take. I take is a grace from God and upon that revelation of how large and magnificent God is and how small we are we can begin to receive all of heaven because what seems like such a big problem to you is is a nothing to God and he's just waiting for you right now to tell him God I give it to you Jesus so he can begin to heal you and work all of his goodness to you, through you, and for you. Receptivity. That's one of my problems. I know God wants to pour out his spirit upon me. But am I open to the receive the Holy Spirit more? Last night I went to bed saying, I want more Jesus. And whatever it takes, I want more of the Holy Spirit. Now, I need to be receptive to that. Because if I'm not receptive to it, I will not receive it. I need to welcome that. If I don't welcome it, I won't receive it. God wants to do things to you and through you and for you. But are you available to the Lord. You know, the Lord trusts me with money in the ministry. He knows that the money that I get is for the ministry. And he knows that he can trust me. He trusts me to be on the radio. Not because I'm the best preacher. Get over it. But that he trusts me to proclaim Jesus. He trusts me. It's a wonderful thing that God trusts people. What does he trust you for? You say, I don't think he trusts me. Then why don't you start doing something in the spirit so that he can trust you, so that he will trust you. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. I don't sin, then you make God a liar. The blood of Jesus washes over our sins. If we say we do not sin, we make God a liar.
That's the last thing I want to do. And, you know, people will say, well, you know, I, I don't sin. I'm old. But they gossip. They're usually talking about sexual sins when I'm old. But that's not the only kind of sin there is. I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. That's the first commandment. You know why? Because it's the one that's abused most. Oh, we don't worship idols like Buddha. Or if you have a Buddha in your house, ditch it. We don't worship idols, but we can worship what we have in the bank. We can worship other things because it's the first commandment and it's sinned against. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone come to confession confessing the first commandment, that they've had false gods. And whatever the false god is, that they were willing to let go of it. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word does not abide in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. It's all about Jesus on the cross. If we sin, we have a, an atoning sacrifice. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave his life for you, who gave his life for me, the atoning sacrifice. You know the word atone at one meant atonement, at one meant, that we are at one with Jesus Christ through the blood that he shed. Amen. Now when the Father sees you, he doesn't see you, he sees his son, and he sees the sacrifice he made. You know, the blood of Jesus has made you righteous, but now you need to do the rest, and just the rest is to give it to God. What does he trust you with? He trusts me with souls. And it's not because of anything I do. It's just because, you know, God's given me a love for people because he first loved me. You know, I got a text yesterday from a man named Lars, and I went to Las Vegas with my friend Jules about maybe in June because Jules used to like to play poker a lot, but he's given that to God and he's taken it out of his life. But I went there and I did street ministry with him and he, God uses everything to the good, but I would walk down the strip with a backpack full of rosaries and you know just try to be sensitive to the voice of god and there was a man there named lars and i gave him a rosary and gave him a prayer and he just looked so despondent but later on in the day his angels led him back to me when i was talking to someone else on 
And then we ended up talking for an hour and praying and prophesy over him. And he had to forgive his father and he gave his life to the Lord. And, you know, we did a lot of renouncements. And it's really the first time he heard the gospel. The gospel is the good news. Experience the power of God. So I hadn't thought about him in a while, but I texted him yesterday. And he's just texted me to say, I wanted to thank you, brother. You really talked me down and helped me a lot. A few days after we, he said, we talked, I found God, and it absolutely changed my life. He wanted to just tell me he appreciated. I just want to appreciate you going out of the way for me when you didn't know me to talk to me because I'd probably be dead without you intervening. God sent you to talk to me, and it truly changed me. You know, I knew at the time he told me that he was contemplating suicide. But after that, you know, I told him, I was like, listen, I love you, but Jesus loves you. Because I was just down there praying the rosary, let, let, being obedient to the voice of God. And, you know, it's because I have no talents on my own. But I know that my life should be... All of our lives should be a testament to God that God wants to glorify himself through us. He doesn't want to glorify me. He wants to glorify himself through us. So, you know, sometimes we think we got to do it all on our own. Sometimes you can just give someone the goodness of God and pray for them and ask them to open their heart to Jesus and then he'll do the rest. You know, but with your issues, give them to Jesus, open them up, and he'll do the rest. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for lives and pray for him. Thank you for everything you've done in my life and everyone's listening's life. Thank you you want to move them from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from love to love, from goodness to goodness. He wants to move you from glory to glory, and it comes with that surrender. So, Lord, release your angels. Release the glory of God. Release the fire of God that burns out everything that's not of the Lord. And just give everyone a taste of heaven today so they can be embedded in your goodness and just become what you've made them to be. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.